Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Everybody just wants to know if what they do or a behavior they have is normal or if other people do it. And uh, so we're going to try to answer that question with everybody's help on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Okay, so I'll why? go first. Yeah, why are we doing this? Well, I just thought, you know, I had this moment at my house the other day where I asked a question aloud and I realized you can't really ask that question to your family, right? Because for them, your behavior's mostly normal. Um, and I thought, we have like a whole focus group right here. So you can ask the question, am I the only one who does this thing? And then you get the instant feedback of people in the audience calling. And if you ever have had a question like, um, is this thing I do normal? Am I the yeah. only one who does you this? You have asked that question multiple times. Everybody sure. has. So uh, you can email the show and we will use it as a focus group in, in this type of segment uh, again. But I thought I'll go first because I'll demonstrate, uh, because this is sort of what spurred it. So here's the question. The essential question, and then I'll follow it with the story, is at your house, when you are finishing up a meal as a, as a group, as the people that are family members in your home, do you ask to be excused at the end of the meal? 651-641-1071. Okay, <clears throat> so this is how this all started. Um, I have three kids, as you know. And I'm married to a wonderful husband and we try to have family dinners as often as possible, especially gets harder as they get older. Um, but we were sitting at the dinner table and my sons, both of them wanted to be excused. And so one of them said, may I be excused? And immediately the other one said, may I be excused? And then there started to be a conversation where the older son said to the younger son, Dude, you can't just ask right after I ask, because if you do that, then they'll say no. Like, I know how this works. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on here? Eventually, we resolved it and everybody was excused from the table. But my husband and I remained, as is so often the case, because we take longer to eat. Yeah, and your kids just want to be, you know, they, they want just, to get the heck out of there. They're like embarrassed that we're all sitting together in a room to begin with. Yeah, of course. So I say to my husband, and by the way, the question is, at your home, do you ask to be excused from the table? 651-641-1071. Am I the only one who does this? I looked at my husband and I said, did you do that in your family? Did you have to ask to be excused from the table? And he goes, I don't think so. I said, well, how did you just, did you just get up when you were done eating? And he goes, yeah, I think that's what we did. And then I thought, Am, is this important to me only because my, I did this in my family? And so and? is this a normal thing? Do people do this? Well, I guess I'm trying to learn. <laughs> do people we, do this? We did not do this in our house, but it was just me. Like I was an only child. Right. So I don't know if it's a function of having like, 
you want everybody to stay at the table instead of onesie twosie, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. 651-641-1071. It just never occurred to me until I was, until this moment. Did I, how did we even start this? So when you were growing up, you, that's, that was your tradition yeah, in your family. You always, at the end of yeah. the meal, you It were certainly done sounds eating. familiar. Like, yeah. obviously somebody does it because I've heard of this before. Right. We so, just didn't, we never did that. So it was a thing. May I be excused? And I, I taught it to my kids and they ask before they get up from the table. And actually, if I'm going to be the first one to get up, which is rare because I take forever to eat, I'll ask. May yeah. I be excused? I have to go do X, Y, or Z. Uh, 651-641-1071. Oh, so it's I not the just the kids. One? No, it's it's everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's how we do it. All right. Uh, okay, so we've got some calls coming in. The question is, am I the only one who asks, who, you know, at our family dinner, we ask to be excused at the end of the meal? D is on the line. Hello, D. Hello. Okay, D, am I the only one who does that in my family? Well... Um, I'm a pre-K teacher, and so I'll have anywhere from 10 to 20 kids during lunchtime. Mm. And I require them to say, may I be excused? Oh. I, they can't say, can I be done? Can I get up? It's, may I be excused, please? And, you know, if they say, can I be done? I'll say, what do you need to say? May I be excused? Oh. Yes, you may be excused. Thank you for asking. It's very polite. Yes. Well, I, I think so. And when you have 24 and 5-year-olds, it gets to be quite yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I would just like to say a couple things. First of all, Dee, thank you for calling. And second of all, you are a saint. <laughs> and thank you for doing the work you do, because that yeah, just... it's got to be hard. Whew, whoa, okay. The question is, am I the only one who mandates that we ask to be excused from the table at family dinners? Let's go to Linda. Hi, Linda. Linda, am I the only one who does that? Hello? Hi, Hi Linda. Linda. Hi, I, I, uh, I, my kids have all, were always sitting at the table until the last one eating was done, ah. and we have four kids, and I was raised that way, I was raised in a family with five kids, so there were seven of us, and then, um, my kids now kind of do the same thing, and they're all adults, the mm-hmm. youngest ones. 32, the oldest one's in his 40s, and he's he's probably my most polite one about knowing that I take forever to eat. I just like to, I don't, I don't pick at my food. I just chew and chew and chew. Yeah. It just takes me a, a long time to eat, but he would never, ever get up while I was eating. In fact, he's taught his children the same. Mm-hmm. He has two kids, and it, and it takes me a long to eat, long time to eat. So I'll say it's really okay. It takes me a long time to eat, and and he'll tell them no. We sit and we talk until grandma or whoever Aww. is the last one done is done eating. That's sweet. And it just makes you feel like oh, that's like you, it makes everybody feel like special and cared for that you don't have to hurry up and yeah. whatever for sure be the only one sitting at the table okay linda thank nice. you for your call at linda's house they wait till the last person is done eating uh the question is am i the only one who uh, mandates that so we far ask you're to not, be excused? i know both callers do yeah okay so let's go to Susie. hi Susie. Susie, am i the only one who uh, mandates that people ask to be excused after dinner 
I don't know that I mandate it, but my kids will ask me, you know, can I be done? So uh-huh. it's not like Linda, we don't have, they, nobody has to wait the whole time. However, if it's a holiday and they're with their grandparents and there's extended family, they always say, may I be done? May I be excused? Yes. Okay. Very thoughtful. Susie, yeah. thank you. You know, it's just, the question is just basically like, am I, am I alone on this island? Uh, well, am I, I the only one who are. does? And I'm learning. Nobody no, so I'm far not. has said no. But I think, you know, people have those moments in their lives where they oh, wonder, sure. am I the only one who does this thing? And if you've got that moment, send us an email because we'll use this yeah. uh, in a future segment. And you can find out you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. It's like an instant Usually that's group. the case. I mean, I, I would imagine rarely would you ever be alone unless you're like, am I the only one who puts underwear on my head and but, <laughs> sings with a turkey? But it could very well what? be like, am I the only one who puts syrup in the refrigerator? Like whatever, you know, there might be people who don't. There might yeah. be people that do, but we're we're like a focus group for do you. Do you not put syrup in the refrigerator? Uh, it depends. Oh. If it's pure maple syrup, yes. Oh. If it's the crappy log cabin that my kids love, that just stays I think I just like on the shelf. Cold syrup, then I always yeah. put syrup in the fridge. Uh, let's let Jackie have the last word. Hi, Jackie. Jackie, do you ask that people excuse themselves from the meal at your uh, family table? We do, and I have three kids too. And now you're making me think about things that I wonder if other people do uh-huh. because we have one added thing. You also can't ask for seconds until everyone has finished their first. Oh. Well, how many, how many, uh, is that, are there a lot of people at the table? Well, the, I've got three kids, so yeah. there's five of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't, you can't get seconds until everybody that is makes sure. Sense. Yeah, that they've finished their first. And the funny thing is, Colleen, I will ask about your son saying yeah. don't ask right yes. away yes like <laughs> that made me laugh because i i don't know that that's a, a written rule no but our house yeah if if two asked right in a row it would feel like a mass exodus so right. we might say no yeah, and we gotta always space it say out no. a little bit we literally always say no when they ask right next to each other and of course my <laughs> older son figured it out and was like dude you're doing it wrong Jackie, I think that's hysterical. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Uh, if you've got a question, if other people do this thing, is it normal? Is Am I the only one who does this? Give us an email. You can just go do it at our show page at mytalk1071.com. Or you can tweet us. Yeah. Uh, or you can, I don't know, send a carrier pigeon, whatever. There's a million ways. And we will feature your question in a future segment. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Kim Kardashian is not the only celebrity who does this, tries to keep her name in the story, in the headlines. Mm-hmm. She's doing That's it again, sure. y'all. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. It's news on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. This is literally breaking news. And Bradley, I have to tell you about how all of this has unfolded in the break. First of all, um, do you remember during our... Uh, during our Blinded by the Item segment, mm-hmm. we talked about a person who is absent from social media. Oh, yeah. You remember who it was? Yeah, of course, Hilaria and Alec Baldwin. And Holly went and checked her Instagram at that time to see if she was still absent. Well, 17 minutes ago, she made her debut again to announce something. Oh, look at that. After many ups and downs over the past few years, we have mm-hmm. an exciting up. Uh, we have an exciting up. And a huge surprise, another Baldwinito is coming this fall. People exclusive. Now, this is what this is the part that I am the most fascinated by. She posted that 17 minutes ago. 
Who's just there? The People magazine article showed up at the exact same time yeah. and oh, referenced yeah. oh, okay. that post. Yeah. So mm-hmm. synergy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She's I'm, got a direct line. For sure. Exclusive. So I just thought it was really interesting that we just, this was very like a present moment oh, on yeah. the Colleen and Bradley show. Yeah, we no, had just checked eyeballs. to see where Hillary was and there was nothing. And now she's back. And now she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. Speaking, With child number seven. Speaking of people. Oh, who, she's missed us during her break from yeah. social media. That's she, nice. She really okay. missed us. Very nice of her. Speaking of people who can't handle it when they're not in the headlines. Uh, Bradley Trainer, there's another person. Yeah, Kim Kardashian. In fact, um, it just occurred to me yesterday when I saw this People exclusive, which oh, again, weird. a People exclusive generally means that the person is speaking directly to the magazine itself. Mm-hmm. In this case, that would be Kim K or her, like more likely her mother, who is in charge of Kardashian LLC. Kim Kardashian is very much quote-unquote, over the public drama with ex-Kanye West. She has moved on. In an exclusive article, the Skims mogul, 41, who, by the way, has been promoting her new line of swimwear, Skimswear? I, I don't know what it's called, but swimwear for Skims. No, I think th- she does call it Skimswear. And uh, she is very, very much over the public drama okay. about Kanye West. Okay, like, th- none of this is shocking. And in fact... The source says, quote, she makes sure that she can see or that he, that is Kanye, can see the kids whenever he wants to. Okay, this is also not breaking news because we've heard Mm -hmm. that this has always been the case. So I'm like, why is any of this breaking news? It's not, except that Kim Kardashian was not in headlines yesterday. Mm. Who was in headlines yesterday? Will Smith. Yeah. And it's like clockwork when whenever a Kardashian... And the reason that Kim Kardashian would want to be in headlines... First of all, let me finish the thought. It's like clockwork that if they are out of headlines for any length of time, rest assured that you will see a story, an exclusive, mm. about... In this case, actually nothing that we didn't already know right? hitting headlines, meaning people was given exclusive material to publish. So they took the bait because, of course, for them, that's a headline, right? Right. Um, it's obvious to me why, other than just her own ego, she would want to be in headlines right now on March 28th. Mm. Does Which, it have to do with her show? Of course okay, it does. Just what is just around the corner? The debut of the Kardashians. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
question. Yes, and so to rehash this Kim Kardashian Kanye West drama, which by the way has been out of headlines for the better part of a week, if not more, mm-hmm. because there's really not been anything to talk about, right? Right. Right. And then yesterday there was something huge to talk about and she's like, "Hi, remember me?" Also, I just think it's I, the narrative of I'm over the drama of it is a bizarre, I mean, it, if you really like step back and look at it, it's just a bizarre thing to get a headline for. Well, and it, but it, at the same time makes perfect sense, and here's why. Because the whole thing that Kim Kardashian is trying to, to the story she's trying to tell right now is that she's the calm in the storm, and that Kanye is, quote, well, she wouldn't say Kanye is, quote, crazy other people are doing that for her what i mean by that is there has been since these two like since before these two actually divorced there has been a public narrative about kanye being unhinged Mm -hmm. and kim kardashian being a steady eddie now you might believe that that's just the way things are Mm -hmm. right like they are just playing you know they're that's just the story and Mm -hmm. most people that's how they operate right they open the headlines and they're like kim kardashian is steady eddie and kanye west is unhinged okay that must be that is bible truth yeah because well and in fact it probably is bible truth Mm -hmm. and that's because bible truth maybe not actually you know there's more to that story is all i'm gonna say so Face well value put. is the better way. Well put. <laughs> face value is the better way to perhaps put that in the sense that people will take these stories at face value, but it just reiterates what serves Kim Kardashian well, mm-hmm. which is that she's the steady Eddie. Mm-hmm. She's the mature one. Mm-hmm. She's the successful one. Mm-hmm. She's the one that has a brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. It's because she's running a company mm-hmm. which is being heavily advertised by their latest reality show. Yeah, which is. Please buy her products. Thank you. Due to drop on Hulu any day now. Connect All right. the dots. La 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 la. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we will connect more dots in the form of celebrities behaving badly, we call them. D-backs. After this on My Talk 1071. Ladies behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag, Bradley? Dr. Oz. Oh, yeah. Bing bong. If indeed that is his real name. Mm. Exclusive. It actually is. His mm-hmm. name is Doctor Mehmet Oz, and he, of course, was I think the uh, part we're questioning is the doctor part. He um, just kidding. Abruptly, you'll remember, ended his show to run for Pennsylvania's open U.S. Senate seat in November. Mm-hmm. But that's not specifically why he's my D bag. It's the result of that decision that earned him D bag status today. Exclusive over at page six. Heartless Dr. Oz leaves longtime staffers jobless and depressed. According to a source that was talking to Page Six, quote, People who've worked for him, that is Dr. Oz, for 13 years are now scrambling for work and are furious that he's left them in a lurch financially after they worked their butts off. And they didn't say butts for so long. In fact, you know, his show was removed from several markets because of course he ran for senate and that runs afoul of fcc's equal time rule Mm -hmm. you know which means other people would start asking for you know equal time 
if he was able to continue to broadcast. Another source that, that talked to Page Six went on to say that they felt blindsided by Dr. Oz and that um, most people didn't even know about his run until they popped uh, social media up on their phones or what have you. So it was very abrupt, meaning there was no heads up, not an opportunity to give people planning so that they could change you know, the trajectory of their own lives. There was supposed to be another season. Obviously, that was not going to happen, even though the show had already been picked up. So all of this is to say that you know a lot of people are feeling like um, you know, they were not only blindsided, but that their futures have been damaged as a result of losing not only jobs, but benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about, you know, again, this is a person who's running to like, you know, do right by the people of Pennsylvania. Well, but maybe the people right. yeah. of Pennsylvania uh, should look at his lesson of not doing right by the people on the show that he was already responsible for. Yikes. You know, I think I think the last thing you just said there is the thing that is the most important, which is that when you are the name on a show, you're not just responsible to yourself and your own image. You are responsible for the people who are employed to uphold and support that image. And uh, I think it speaks volumes about him that he left them in a lurch in this way to kind of, I'll say it, frankly, um, support his own ego. I'm running for governor. Yeah. Or no, senator. Senator. Senator of, <laughs> for the state of Pennsylvania, yeah. even though he doesn't live in Pennsylvania, but that's a whole different story. So, okay. um, or didn't at the time. But um, again, just to reiterate, uh, he left those people high and dry to go help some other people, I think the other people should look to see who he left high and dry to decide for themselves Mm -hmm. if they think they want him to work for them. And I imagine... Mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, he... um, I will say he... If you go on to read this article, quote, when he announced his candidacy in late November, he didn't send his staff a letter until December. That is so gross. Yeah. Now I do have a question. I don't know if you have the answer to this. Did did his did in my mind, and this is why I'm glad they're talking. He had a replacement, and that replacement was his daughter Daphne. Did they not get employment from her? Well, even if they had, I mean, that show that's gone now. Is gone. Bye bye in the car. car. Um, you know, I will say a rep for Doctor Oz didn't comment to page six, but a source close to the politician, which means that they did talk. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to talk on the record. Quote: Doctor Oz announced his candidacy in late November and sent his staff a letter in December. Again, I would say, well, that's that's the not a good thing. Is a little weird. He he waited to announce his candidacy until the front runner dropped out. He agreed to pay their benefits and salaries to the end of their contracts. Well, okay, but again, go back to, like, those people didn't realize that that was something that was coming until after it had already been announced. So it seemed like perhaps the damage had been done. Just gross. Also, I don't know, I'm very much not surprised, Mm -hmm. but also it's gross. And I feel awful for all of those people. Yeah, as you should. Who and listen, this I mean, is he not, should because he should. perhaps he wouldn't have done that. But and this is not he doesn't. The first time we've had a conversation like this about a celebrity who made a choice and it ended up affecting a lot of people. And the one that springs to mind is um, Roseanne. Do you remember when 
her behavior led to them putting the Connors on like indefinite pause. And there were all those people who. Yeah. Oh, there are so many examples of celebrities who, oh, yeah. you know, aren't are more concerned about their own, you know, their own selves than they are about those that they employ. Ugh, little gross. <sighs> Who's your D-bag? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Is that mm-hmm. the, like, boxing guy? He's a YouTuber yeah. turned fighter. Mm-hmm. Or is it MMA or boxing? Uh, I don't know. MMA. He's MFA, a, yeah. Masters of Fine Arts. Um. <laughs> He, he definitely does not have that. No, he did not. Um, he is inserting himself in the uh, events of Sunday night's Oscars, and he has oh, invited. He no, of course oh, not. Okay. Does he know them? No. Oh. No. Uh, he has extended an offer to Will Smith and Chris Rock to battle it out uh, in the ring. Oh, yeah, no, that seems like a great idea. Sarcasm. He has offered both actors $15 million <laughs> Okay. Jeez. Oh, to take their this, beef to the boxing ring. This sounds to me much like the um, that, like, porn site or, like, cam soda, mm-hmm. like, which is that, like, dirty cam site that always sends out press releases mm-hmm. after, like, I'm actually surprised that, like, Pornhub or somebody hasn't also weighted in in this way because this very often happens (laughs) that's so true where you know some big national celebrity news story comes out and then one of these like adult companies will jump in and be like hey cam soda would like to give you the opportunity to hit somebody else and it's blah 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 it's just a means to get attention for themselves right absolutely and by the way i also would like to just Honor the fact that Jake Paul has tried this before, and oh. I don't remember hearing this one. Okay. Apparently, he... Tamon? No. Fair no, Abraham? No. They oh. probably take him up on it. Yeah, they exactly. actually did celebrity boxing. <laughs> yes. Remember, Fair Abraham uh, was in the ring for something. I don't yeah. remember. It was Drita DeVanzo That's from right. Mob Wives. Did that, I, uh, did that actually happen, no. or did they just train for it, and then it didn't happen? Yeah, because they're not doing that. Right. Well... Uh, Jake Paul just very recently offered Pete Davidson and Kanye West oh, thirty million each to face off in the ring. Um, he says he's already got money set aside for Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock. I also just want to say this: <clears throat> honorable mention goes to TMZ for writing this stupid article. Uh, where they write the following paragraph. I will read directly from TMZ. Lucky us. A Will versus Chris fight would undoubtedly be successful, but don't hold your breath on it ever happening. After all, both guys have all the money in the world, and it would be quite the height-weight disadvantage for Chris Rock. But Jake's got the financial backing to make it happen, and then TMZ produces a graphic... One that you might see at a this, fight where they outline so their heights and their weights. And sad. It's so awful. And not worthy of their. Actually, it's totally mm-hmm. up their alley. But whatever, mm-hmm. they shouldn't do that. That's no thanks. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> uh, again, why all of these parties are showing up in my d bag segment today? I was just going to make a joke about. 
taking them on in the ring, but I don't want anybody following up on that. No, so, don't do it. Thank you. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> not going to yeah, do it. That's... Even Fair Abraham didn't do it, and she got sued. What did she get sued for? Or for not doing it? Yeah, for not yeah. doing the celebrity taking boxing. Taking the money, but not doing it. Yeah. She was supposed to be in a boxing match with Nicole Alexander from Flavor of Love. There were multiple ones, because I guarantee she had something with Drita Devanzo. I remember that. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. I want to say, though, that Tan Mom actually did show up in the ring. Again, celebrity boxing matches are not yeah, but a but nobody new else thing. showed up, did they? Who showed up no, with Tan Mom? No, I feel Mom? like she fought somebody. <laughs> I don't know why. She's been fighting I feel herself like, for yeah, years. true. Um, also, do you remember? I mean, they did a televised version of celebrity boxing where Tanya Harding. Oh, it's. <laughs> do you remember that? Sorry, I just Googled the Tan Mom one. I can tell you about that. Finish your thought. Oh, I just was remembering that they've done televised versions of this. But to call it celebrity boxing, is a it's they're using that term incredibly loosely. Okay, so Bradley. From the New York the Post, April 25th of 2014, it's Battle of the Bimbos as Tan Mom and Milf Mom face off. Oh, a MILF mom is apparently Ange Catone. Okay. They got into a beer-fueled brawl Thursday press night conference for their upcoming celebrity boxing match in Woodland, Pennsylvania. The meeting of the momsters oh, started out civilly enough. Don't Google MILF mom. Oh, you, Colleen! You don't need to tell us that. Why did you do that? I X'd out of it. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, was... you triple X'd out of it. <laughs> uh-huh. Apparently I did. Yeah, you're going to be getting a visit later from... Oh, gosh. ...somebody upstairs. Hi, Colleen. <laughs> Can you just verify that... Um... Is it Tan Mom? Tan Mom's going to come talk to me. Hey. <laughs> Why are you looking at Milf Mom? Okay, sorry. Go back to the story. So Tan Mom and Milf Mom in the ring. Uh, Well, they, they started fighting pre-boxing match oh, which course. like is a thing right yeah 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 that was the storyline yeah oh. and it says can't wait this uh ange catone said can't wait to step into the ring and knock this tan mom bleep out oh and then she fired back not gonna happen you wanna be you're lucky you lived last biatch see ya <laughs> okay so who won I don't know if they ever got in the ring. Let's see. See, that's the thing. Everyone yeah. signs on to do this, yeah. and, and then they don't follow talk. through. Yeah. I also, why do they call her Milk Mom? That's, well, that's what I was trying to Google. A.K.A. Milk Mom is a registered dental assistant and singer-songwriter. What? What? Okay, so here's her. Don't laugh. Here's her. It's, a, it's her thing. <laughs> Ange Catone, a.k.a. Milk Mom, is a registered dental assistant and singer-songwriter who will be stepping into the ring with Patricia Krenzel in June. Now, that was from 2014. So something tells me nothing has changed since then. Oh, gosh. You know, we all contain multitudes. We do. We do. Congrats <laughs> to her. I don't think they did. Oh. Okay. Well, well we're going to have to wait till June because that's when the next big celebrity boxing oh, really? match is happening. What is it? Caitlyn Jenner. Signed on. And Lady Gaga? <laughs> no, Lady Gaga was like, girl, I don't know you. Yeah. I changed baristas. Is it? Oh, oh my God. I went Lady back Gaga's and watched barista. that video again, and she gives the biggest stink eye. 
Okay, I'm going to go watch that video. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, it's going to be an epic smackdown in the ring. No, just kidding. Uh, Here's what we're watching live. I watched a new show last night. I want to tell you about it when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We like to watch TV. We like to watch things, uh, put them in our eye sockets and i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, I've been watching something. Whenever we talk about it, we do a little Here's What We're Watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's... Here's. What we're watching live. What you watching? Oh my gosh, thank you for asking. I, uh, my husband and I sat down on the couch yesterday and we watched uh, The Dropout, which oh, is the, it's the Hulu uh, drama based on the ABC podcast of the same name, The Dropout, okay. that tells the story of Elizabeth Holmes, mm. who was the person oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, who developed Theranos, which sure. ended up being... Everybody's like all up in that story. Okay, thank you. You are correct. Everybody, and I think people have been up in that story since... Oh, for sure. 2019, at least. And um, I'm going to back up and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the story, but then I'm going to tell you what, what's occurred to me in the... In the watching of this, uh, we've only watched one episode. Okay, but the, are they all out, or is it just come one of the? They time? dropped them. Uh, yeah, well, I think they are all. Uh, they did not drop them all at once. Okay, but they are all out. Oh, so, okay. uh, yeah. So the point being, it started. It, it started early March. Got it. But uh, well, or at least there are seven episodes. Oh, the seventh one comes out on the thirty first. And I don't know if that's the last one, uh, but a lot of them are. There's a lot of episodes out. There's six episodes at least available right now. So anyway, so we started watching this because we had gotten really interested in the story of Elizabeth Holmes and the Theranos sure. debacle um, because of the documentary on Netflix called The Inventor. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not listened to this podcast so I so this is the glimpse I got, and so when this came out, I was like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Seyfried plays the role of Elizabeth Holmes, and one of the things you'll remember about Elizabeth Holmes, if you've paid attention at all, is the fact that she has an affect to her voice. Yeah, she changed her voice. Right? I'm Elizabeth Holmes. Exactly. Yeah. She she like does, the, which is not her real voice. It's not her real voice. She does. She has a lower voice, and the reason why she sort of slipped into that or used that in her business life is because she wanted to to sort of appear as more authoritative. And that was one of the ways she thought she could do that is command a room with a lower voice. So she ta- speaks in this lower voice. Well, Amanda Seyfried does the most amazing job of, at least in this first episode, you see early life of Elizabeth Holmes. And these are things you haven't seen. You know, we didn't, we don't have a context for this other than the retelling of the story. So to see with your eyeballs, you get an idea of the kind of family life she grew up in. Her dad had been an executive for Enron Mm -hmm. and lost his job. 
and what that did to her as a as a high school student and then where she ended up um going she ended up uh spent studying in Beijing for a while and that's where she met the gentleman that ends up being really, really instrumental in Theranos, um, whose name I'm not remembering right now. Um, but he's played by Naveen Andrews in the movie Sonny Balwani. Is the That's person. her like boyfriend slash husband. Exactly, right? but he's very instrumental in the development. Well, she blames of- him. She says like all these problems were his, not yes. hers, right? Or at yes. least that's one of her sort of defenses. Right. So you see how the, their sort of origin story mm. unfolds, and then you see her going to Stanford, and you see in the first episode, and I, this is not like no spoiler alerts necessary because this is like a real news story. Um, you see her the where she makes the decision to drop out. It's called the dropout, um, and start Theranos, and how that sort of all began. You know, if you paid attention to the story, you caught up with it later. You know, after Theranos had been developed and turned out to be a huge farce, and then she's now being held legally culpable for it. Yeah. But you, you know, you brought up Bradley that this was something that people were really into, and and well, people are. I think people are always fascinated by you know, like individuals who seemingly pull a scam on a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I think the far more interesting thing, and this is what I would be curious to know, either from although I haven't been as interested in this story to actually go watch the documentary, because I get the sense that like everybody wants to put it all on Elizabeth. Holmes, but I guarantee this is far more complicated than just one individual. The scamming part portion oh, of the story. Oh, and it is. I mean, if you do watch uh, the inventor, you you hear stories of the things that people at all different levels were doing to help kind of carry out this this scam. Yeah. Um, not necessarily realizing how how involved in it they actually were Mm -hmm. it's it is a fascinating story but what i found so interesting about her what i find so interesting about it is i actually you know you said people are always interested in stories about how they've been scared like scams and that kind of thing and i keep thinking about the tinder swindler Mm -hmm. and inventing anna this is a very like of the moment it's it's very much in the same vein of like true crime so it's just like a continuation and it's less gory and bloody and murdery than uh people's previous true crime fix now everybody wants to find, you know, the person who was able to pull the wool over a bunch of people's eyes. And I think this really this story was sort of the entree to all of those other stories being told, because this story has been told in one way or another um, since 2019 in in entertainment um, through the podcast, mm-hmm. through documentaries and now through this imagined sort of fictionalized account of it mm-hmm. um, that Amanda. So was it good? Did you like it? It is. Yes, it's super good. I got we got to the end of the first episode and I was like, Are well, keep we're in. Uh, we'll be watching. The, this will be our nightly, you know, like before yeah. bed nugget. Like we just take a little of this in and then move on with our lives. The cast is unbelievable. Um, and we've only begun to to see them in the first episode. But William H. Macy is in this. Alan Ruck is in this. Kate McKinnon will show up. Like I said, Amanda Seyfried and Naveen Andrews um, play. And where do we watch it again? This is on Hulu. Okay. And um, yeah, it's definitely the dropout. It's definitely worth the watch. The dropout. All right, good. Something else to add to the list. Yeah. So always good to get a few ideas. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So uh, watch it and uh, or don't, and I'll 
just tell you about it later. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to convene pizza's court. We have a judgment and it's all about pizza. We'll talk. And is it about ice cream too? We'll tell you what all that means after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one.